Some of you might remember why this weekend came to pass the way it has. We originally had scheduled a guest speaker that was coming here. His name is Bill Weiss. If you go on YouTube, you can, you can listen to his testimony. He has some brief clips there. Uh, Reverend Bill Weiss wrote a book, I guess probably 10, 15 years ago. The title of that book is 23 Minutes in Hell. You're going to want to be here when he comes again. We have him rescheduled for July. He was supposed to be here this weekend. His wife took a fall at an airport in Texas, I believe in Houston, and really damaged her knee so she couldn't travel. And um, Bill wanted to stay home to take care of his wife while she's recuperating. So we rescheduled them for July, sometime the end of July, I think the third weekend in July. So they'll be here. So since we had this weekend set up this way, because this is the reason we did this, okay? In the past, when we had guest speakers, those of you at the other campuses would have to watch a video. We wanted you to be able to come and experience Bill Weiss in person, and that's why we expanded the number of services over the weekend and shut down the other campuses so everybody could come here and experience him in person, okay? Because his testimony is it's ridiculous. It's like, oh, my God, how did you come through this intact, you know? Uh, literally spent our time equivalent of 23 minutes in hell and the things that he saw and the things that he comes back. And listen to me. He's got scripture to back up everything. Okay, this, is, this will be the third or fourth time that he's coming out to minister here. The last time we had him come to minister, it had such an impact on the people that came. We literally had to baptize 80 people that afternoon. So listen, no, don't, don't, don't. I don't want to waste time. Um, yeah. Um, you're going to want to bring your lost loved ones. Okay, you're going to want to bring your coworkers, your friends, the people that don't know the Lord yet. The ones who think that this is just a, a, a crutch for the week, okay? You're going to want to bring them when we have uh, Reverend Bill Weiss in July. So we figured, okay, we've already got this scheduled this all-campus weekend for everyone to be here. All the volunteers at the other campuses knew that they weren't on the calendar for, the, for this particular weekend. So we said, well, why don't we just use that as an occasion for all of us to come together and worship together? Amen? And so far, it has been an amazing, amazing weekend. And what's happened is it's kind of morphed. We thought it was going to be a praise and worship. We come together, we worship God, um, and we go home. But it's turned out that it's turned out to be more of what we call a Holy Ghost service. Now, a Holy Ghost service is when believers come together. And, uh, the, the, you know, we, we sing together. We follow the leading of the Holy Spirit together. Um, the Holy Ghost might want to use a, another individual. And I tell, the Holy, I tell God all the time, listen, I'm perfectly content to sit on the chair over there. If you want to use somebody else, please. I'll enjoy. I'll just relax. And we've seen that happen throughout the weekend. We've seen different emphasis, emphasis <laughs> different things emphasized. <laughs> throughout the weekend, each service has been kind of the same but different. And even this service now, the, 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 the presence of God, the anointing, the emphasis and the focus that it's going in has been very different. Now, I will say this. And, uh, you know, when you have multiple services like this, you feel like if you don't make available to this service what was made available to the other service, you feel like, are we missing something? Are we neglecting anyone? So uh, Pastor Matt, um, last night, Friday night? Saturday night. Saturday night, last night, uh, received the word from the Lord, and that's how... We were able to minister to everyone as far as healing goes. Last night, first service this morning, 
and now in this service here. Okay, we're still going to go back into worship in a little bit, and we're going to take communion together before we leave today. Okay, we figure while we have the church family together. But I just want to say this because it, it's happened again um, in, this, in this prayer time that we just had, this time of ministry. It seems like a prevalent theme has come through this weekend. And that's happened before. That's happened before. Many of you volunteers that are here for, uh, especially at the Brick Campus, if you're here for both days, you'll know, wow, Saturday night service was one thing and Sunday morning was another and then the second service kind of went in a different direction. There was a theme that has run through today and starting on Friday night. Um, And I'm bringing this up because, again, I don't want to be negligent to minister to individuals who might be um, suffering from this type of thing. We've seen a very, uh, very strong emphasis on people that we've been ministering to. And I'm saying this, I know we already prayed for people, but in case you are dealing with this and didn't come up, we want you to have the opportunity again to come up to, to receive from, from the Holy Spirit, okay? It seems like all throughout the weekend, we've been praying a lot for people that are suffering from tormenting thoughts. Okay, now tormenting thoughts, if they're not dealt with, they just keep getting stronger. And if you've been through that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They eventually will manifest in anxiety, panic attacks, physical health issues, things of that nature, loss of sleep, obviously. Now, I know we just got done with this, but this happened in the first service this morning, and there were people that didn't come up for that particular thing that needed that type of ministry. So... I don't have a lot to say today as far as teaching goes. I purposely only put a few notes together because we wanted this to be intentional, just focused on worship today so that the Holy Spirit could do whatever he wants to do. Amen? You need things like, you need this, okay? Every once in a while we need stuff like this. All right, so, uh, and understand these things. It's important for us to praise and worship. Amen? Praise and worship has a function, it serves a purpose. When we come together like this, we, we, many of you are going to say, well, I'm leaving refreshed. I feel like I'm revived. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, back, to, I'm back in life again. Like this. Praise and worship. In praise and worship, we are refreshed. Some of you may be receiving new direction in your lives. Some of you may be receiving the resurrection of some dreams and things of that nature. That's what we receive in praise and worship. But we need teaching also. We grow spiritually under the teaching of the word. We're refreshed, we're revived, we're re-inspired in the times of praise and worship. So understand that. I'm explaining that to you so that when you're in praise and worship, your heart will be open to receive that, refreshing, uh, inspiration, whatever you need. But then we grow in the teaching of the word. Amen. Amen? So we're in the emphasis this weekend in praise and worship and in ministry of the Holy Spirit. So... I know that it takes a little bit of boldness to step out. But I've also known this throughout the years, that we receive nothing from God unless we become vulnerable. And unless we're willing to be transparent. And don't don't let the devil lie to you. If you get up and go up there for prayer because you're having tormenting thoughts, what are people going to think about you? Put that aside. Put your pride away. When the Holy Spirit is offering you the opportunity to receive ministry, to get relief from something, just jump at it and go for it. Amen? So is there anybody here right now that did not come up for prayer before 
And you're going, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm, that's, that's what I've been going through. And I don't want to tolerate this thing anymore. If that's you, would you please come up here? Please come up here. Praise God. Now, this is if you didn't come up before. If you came up before, chances are you probably were prayed for because the Holy Spirit tells us what to pray, what to pray about. Anybody else? Do not let your pride stop you. I'm going to need some help. Pastor Matt, Pastor Beth, Jerry. Can you all shift over this way? Anybody else? I feel like there's still two, at least two people that are supposed to be up here. Found you. Anybody? Listen, 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 listen. Listen to me closely, okay? When stuff like this happens, you need to really be serious about how you're going to respond and if you're going to respond. Now, I will tell you this. If you have a history of suffering from tormenting thoughts, lack of sleep, anxiety, panic attacks, and, and the devil knows that you're suffering from that, if you don't respond when the Holy Spirit gives you an opportunity, it's going to get worse. Because now he knows that you won't respond because of your pride. I'm just telling you the facts and principles of how spiritual things work. Anybody else? Because now, you, now you'll be establishing a negative track record, and the enemy knows, okay, that person, we could torment them all they want. They're not going to do anything about it. Wow, I'm glad I didn't, didn't just override this. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Okay. Would you all then stand and pray for these people like you would want somebody to pray for you if you were up here? Amen? Father, in the name. Amen. Can you all say this with me? The joy, the joy of, the Lord of the Lord is our strength. It's our strength. The, joy the joy of the Lord, of the Lord is, their is their strength. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's good to meet you both. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, while we're, while we're on this subject, go ahead and sit down. Well, can, can I talk like Papa today? Can I talk like Papa today? Yes. Well, I'm going to anyway, but I just want to <laughs> pave the way clear. In other words, can I talk without worrying about somebody get offended? Yes. You got quiet that time. Can I address something without people getting offended? Yes. Yeah, come on, say, say it, Pastor. Yes. No, say, say it, Pastor. Yes. Thank you. We'll go with that one. Everybody say this. Everybody says, I love my pastor because he tells me the truth, whether it feels good or not. You sure? Okay. We clap for the president. We clap for senators. We clap for great people that are human beings. We lift our hands to the Lord Jesus Christ. I understand. We get excited. But we lift our hands to him. We lift our voices to him. That is how he wants to be reverenced. That's how he wants to be honored. So we'd be negligent if we call this, this 
uh, group of people together here today with the intention of worshiping, praising our God, and then bring him down to a lower level by... You, you hear what I'm saying? I, I've seen the difference throughout the years. When I first received this revelation at least 25 years ago, okay, it brings us to a new level of, of anointing. It brings you to a new level of respect and honor for God. A- amen? Uh, stand up. I, I know you think, what am I, in the Catholic church? I'm standing up, sitting down, standing up, sitting down. We don't have the kneelers yet in front of the In Jesus' name, we won't. Okay. Let's do this together. Lift your hands up to the Lord right now. Just lift them up. Say, well, I, I don't come from that kind of church. Well, you're not in your church. You're here. And there's a first time for everything. When we lift our hands up to him, especially when we're worshiping, especially when we want to give thanks to God, especially when we want to recognize something that he's done, we lift our hands up to him and we open up our mouths and we just praise him and we give him worship. Now, right now, I don't know what you need to be thankful for. I know what I can, I can be thankful for. But right now, why don't you just do that? Just don't worry about who's around you. Just open up your mouth and start thanking him for the things that he's doing in your life. Amen. Father, we, we bless you. We thank you. We lift our hands up to you, God. We recognize that you are the most high God. You are El Elyon. You, there is no other God beside you. There is no other God more powerful than you. And so, Lord, we lift up. You told us lifting up holy hands. And in the name of Jesus, God, we lift our hands up to you. We reverence you, Father. We worship you, God. We give you the respect and the honor that you so, so deserve, Lord. Thank you for blessing us with your presence, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Doesn't that feel better? You feel more of a, like a release, like, like you really gave him your heart there in that. There's something about when we lift our hands up to him. Now, the Bible tells us, and in the future, we'll go into detail with this. There's times when the Holy Spirit wants us to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen? There's times when he might want us to kneel. There's times when he might want somebody to dance. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost dance. Okay? (laughs) There, There are all these different forms of worship. But predominantly, what we see most of all, especially in the book of Psalms, is lift our hands up. Even that word that we say so flippantly sometimes, hallelujah, is really three words. Praise unto Yah, God. Amen? Every time you say that word, hallelujah, you're saying praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Go ahead, be seated. I know we're taking a little bit longer here, but we'll be out of here when we're done. It's been a blessing so far, hasn't it? Now, now imagine if we cut this short and all these people that come up here, left here, still tormented in their minds. What, what did we accomplish today? What did we accomplish today? The church is a supernatural entity. It's not just a club that you come to, okay? And so we should expect the supernatural to happen when we come to church. We should expect our mail to be read. We should expect... God to meet us at the place that we need. We should expect to to sense the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we're the Moose Lodge or the Elks Club. Amen? So so if you're not used to that, 
you're, you're, you're holding yourself back from experiencing the reality of God. And so when it comes time for worship and praise, no matter what campus you go to, no matter whether it's two songs or six songs or whatever it is, don't, there's an old song from music. I'm not going to sing it because I don't want everybody to leave. <laughs> the song was an old gospel song, I will not be denied. Okay? And it goes on to say, I will not be denied, I will not be denied. In other words, when your presence is real, I'm going to take hold of whatever. We started today singing the presence of the Lord is here. And I'm going to get my blessing right now. Amen? Well, when we're in this kind of an atmosphere, when you're in an atmosphere of worship, then just you lift your hands up and go, Father, you know everything that I need. Lord, I don't want to stay here while everybody else is singing and musicians and there's people on the platform are singing and waste time in my head worrying about this thing, that thing, my car payment, my house payment, my electric bill, uh, my kid went crazy, all these kinds. No, what we need to do is be intentional about putting that stuff aside because let me tell you something. Praise and worship is the most important time in the service. I'll tell you why. It's the only time that's dedicated to God. Every, uh, every other moment in the service is for us. And that's why we usually put it first in the service, because we want to put him first. So don't let that be robbed for you. Now, um, I'm not going to talk anymore. I have notes prepared here, but we've done what we needed to do according to, I believe, what the plan of God was for today. But we're still going to take communion together. Now, what I would like is for the worship team to come back up here, okay, and lead us back into worship and then we're going to take communion together. And then we're going to finish off with a really cool song. Okay, does that sound good? Unless the Holy Spirit does something else in the next 15, 20 minutes. Amen? Yeah. Some, of you, some of you may be saying, and I know we're in a different season right now. And so there's a lot less people that would be saying this than if it was five years ago. Man, this service is going long. Honey, what are you going to do when we get to heaven? And the worship service up there lasts 17 centuries. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go, Jesus, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But isn't it amazing how when you, step, when, you, when you step into the presence of God, the time no longer exists. And you go, oh my God, how is it possible that that much time went by? It's because you stepped out of this realm and stepped into the other realm. That's right. You listening? Yeah. Yeah. And God in his mercy and his grace gives us the opportunity that while these bodies are still here on earth, we could experience a little bit of what heaven's like. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to get out of here so we can worship, and then I'll come back up and we're going to take communion together, okay? Amen. All right, is that good? Yes. Good. Hallelujah. Let's continue to worship. Take hold of your communion cup. Just pull that plastic off the top. Jesus told us how he wants us to remember him. He gave us a way to do it. We call it communion. We call it the Eucharist. We call it the Lord's Supper. He said that whenever we take this bread and drink this cup, that we should do it in remembrance of him. And that's the whole reason we're here today. All of our songs, all of our prayers, anything that we've shared, 
we're only able to do this. People who have been healed, people who have been delivered, we're only able to experience this because he poured himself out on our behalf. The very least we can do is pour ourselves out at his feet to remember what it costs him to bring us into this relationship with our God in heaven. Knowing and understanding the suffering, the humiliation, all the pain, taking our sin upon himself so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so it's appropriate for us during this time of singing and praying and worshiping God that we should, at this point, take communion together as one big church family. So I want you to hold up that, that wafer and understand that this represents, this is symbolic of the body of the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of this world. Spotless, sinless, without blemish, perfect in the eyes of God. And he who knew no sin whatsoever became sin on our behalf that we could come back into this relationship with our God, with our creator, with our father, and that we would become children of God. So I'm going to pray a blessing over this and then we're going to take it together as one big family. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for all that's taken place this weekend, Lord God. For the hearts that have been impacted, the hearts that were touched, lives changed, God. Freedom that people stepped into, and it's only because of the blood and the body of the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself freely as a sacrifice on our behalf. So Jesus, thank you for taking our place on the cross. We were the ones that deserved to die. We were the ones who deserved to be punished but you took our place because you love us. So, Father, I thank you for your blessing upon this bread. We take it today as an act of worship. It's an act of remembering all that Jesus endured on our behalf. We're forever grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go right ahead. Church, whenever we come to this part of communion, I'm always very mindful to declare that what we hold in our hands here, and the natural looks like a little plastic cup full of grape juice. But spiritually speaking, this represents the blood that flowed out of Jesus' veins from his skull that was pierced, from his side that was pierced, his hands, his feet, his back ripped to shreds. It's like knowing that the blood had to be shed for us, he made himself available of every opportunity and every place in his body for blood to flow. He gave over to be tortured, to be nailed to that piece of wood, knowing that every drop that flowed purchased our freedom. Amen. Let's not ever take this lightly. Let's not ever treat it as, okay, well, it's communion. We're almost done with the service. No. Let's remember him.
in all that we do as it pertains to the bread, as it pertains to the cup. Father, we thank you for the blessing that we hold in our hand, Father God. Lord, we recognize that this represents the blood that purchased us out of slavery, the blood that cleansed us and made us able and qualified to come into your presence, God, the blood that you received from your son so that we could walk free and be reconciled unto you, Father. God, for all of eternity, we're going to declare thanksgiving for the blood of the Lamb. Jesus, we do this in remembrance of you. We receive this with gratitude in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, it's been an awesome, awesome weekend. We want to go out celebrating, so please don't be moving around. Because there's one more invitation I want to make. If there's anybody here, but we didn't, what? Did I do something wrong? Okay. I thought somebody's trying to get my attention on me like I forgot something, okay? Here's the invitation I want to make, and I need you to be very, very serious about this invitation. If you have never prayed a simple prayer, And in that prayer, declared your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never said that simple prayer of Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you went on the cross. He died for my sins. I believe that you rose again from the dead. Jesus, I want you to be my Lord, my Savior. I'm coming to you today, Jesus, because I want to place my faith and my trust in you. I can't earn my own salvation. He's earned it for us. So right now, before we go any further, if you're here today and you say, I've never prayed a prayer like that, Pastor. I believe in Jesus. I believe in him. But I've never had the opportunity to pray that prayer to ask him to be my Lord. Would you just raise your hand right now if that's you? Thank you. Anybody else? Come on. Thank you. Lift them up high so I can see you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Praise God. Anybody else, please? Never, never going to get any easier than this. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Okay, put your hands down. Let's all pray this prayer together. Amen. Yes. We're praying it rejoicing with those that are praying it for the first time. Amen. Yes. Let's say this together. Father, Father I, believe I believe that Jesus, that Jesus is, your son. is your son. I believe with all my heart, all my heart. that he died on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead. And he's alive right now. And he hears me praying. So Jesus, I ask you, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me. All of my sins. I can declare right now that I am a child of God, free from sin, free from fear, free from darkness. In Jesus' name, I am born again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now listen, very quickly, if you said that prayer for the first time, please, when we dismiss in just a couple of minutes, 
please come up here and tell somebody that's standing up here, I prayed that prayer today. We want to give you a Bible. We want to give you whatever materials we can to get you started on this new, great, wonderful adventure that you just stepped into. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's go out praising God. Allow the worship team to dismiss you. Let's sing one more song. Amen. Amen. Praise God.